This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. In Romania, those affected by the recent natural disasters will receive governmental aid. China has its army on high alert in response to the U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan and the Sibiu Theatre Festival, the most important in Southeast Europe, comes to a close today. In Romania, the people affected by recent natural disasters will receive state aid after the government approves a draft resolution in this respect today. The largest sums, around 2,000 euros, will go to the families and individuals whose households have been affected to an extent of over 75%. In the case of fatalities, the families of the deceased will receive an additional 1,500 euros, irrespective of the number of victims. Meanwhile, the Romanian Waters Administration says the strategic water reserve in the country's main 40 lakes, although decreasing since early July, is able to cover the needs of all relevant beneficiaries. According to current data, nearly 800 localities have introduced water supply restrictions and the drought continues, especially in the east. As regards crops, a total of 205,000 hectares of farmland have been affected so far. Romania's grain yield is enough to cover the domestic demand and some exports, the Agriculture Minister Petre Daia said today, as 96% of the crops have already been harvested. High temperatures and extensive drought have affected crops, particularly sunflower and maize, across the country. Romania is one of the largest grain exporters in the European Union and an active exporter to the Middle East. Last year, the country had record large crops, including 11.3 million tons of wheat. The domestic grain yield is generally two to three times higher than the domestic demand. The next variants of the new coronavirus will most likely be not very aggressive but easily transmitted, the head of the Matei Balsh Institute for Infectious Disease, Adrian Marinescu, believes. He says the pandemic has reached a stage where we cohabitate with the virus and many of the infected people perceive the disease as similar to a common cold. The health minister, Alexandru Rafila, does not rule out a seventh pandemic wave in Romania this autumn when schools and universities resume classes. On Wednesday, over 9,100 new COVID-19 cases were reported, most of them in Bucharest and in Cluj and Timish counties. 
Nearly 4,000 COVID patients are hospitalized, of whom nearly 550 are children. 284 patients are in intensive care and 41 COVID-related deaths have also been reported. The European Union called for the tensions related to the U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan to be settled through dialogue and for all communication channels with China to remain open so as to avoid errors. China has its army on high alert in response to the visit, which it sees as a provocation. China's defense ministry announced targeted military operations, and the East Command of the People's Liberation Army said they involved live-fire drills near Taiwan, a self-ruled island that China views as part of its territory. In Washington, the Biden administration says there is no need for the Chinese authorities to turn this visit into a crisis. The White House spokesman for national security John Kirby said the House Speaker has the right to visit Taiwan, but highlighted that the trip was not a violation of Chinese sovereignty or a violation of the One China policy. The visit, which was not supported by the U.S. President Biden, is the first by a U.S. official at this level in 25 years. The Prosecutor General of Romania, Gabriela Scuta, today announced the revolution case was referred back to the Supreme Court. In this case, the ex-president Ion Iliescu, former deputy prime minister Jolovoikan Voiculescu, and Iosif Rus, former military aviation chief, are charged with crimes against humanity. According to the investigation, a widespread terrorism psychosis was created, which led to chaotic gunfire, fratricide, conflicting military orders. According to military prosecutors, this psychosis was induced deliberately through disinformation and diversion and resulted in over 850 dead, 2,380 wounded, hundreds of people illegally arrested and psychological trauma. And that was the news. The biggest and most impressive concert stage in Romania has been installed in Cluj-Napoca for the seventh edition of Untold Music Festival. I'm Elena Enake with more on this topic in a report by Daniela Budu. The biggest music festival in Romania kicks off Thursday in Cluj-Napoca in the northwest and preparations are almost completed. The main stage will be the biggest ever built in Romania and just like all set design elements is in tune with the theme of this year's edition, Temple of Luna. Famous artists like Hardwell, David Guetta, Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike and many others will hold concerts. There will be as many as six stages. More than 200 Romanian and foreign artists will travel to Cluj-Napoca in the upcoming days. The communication director and one of the festival's organizers, Eddie Kereji, gave Radio Romania a few technical details. This year as well, the main stage is designed after an idea of the Untold team, an idea that has been put into practice in the best possible way. It will be the largest stage in Romania in terms of wideness and height. It is over 30 meters high and has more than 700 square meters of LED screen. 
It is impressive, especially at night, because the lights, the fireworks, the projections are amazing in keeping with the highest technical standards and are a show in itself, which fans can only see at prestigious festivals like Coachella, Tomorrowland and Ultra Miami. Organizers promise there will be many impressive moments, a fashion corner called Designer's Nest, dozens of activities, magic characters, animators and dancers, and many other surprises. Around 400,000 people are expected to attend untold. Security measures are also in place. Hundreds of policemen, gendarmes and firefighters have been mobilized for the event. Eddie Kereji told Radio Romania how important the safety measures are. There are enhanced security measures in place. I have attended many festivals, but the way in which we manage to keep things under control here is by far an example. This is also due to the relationship we have with the authorities. We do not allow access with any type of bottles, including bottles of water, in order to make sure that these bottles do not contain prohibited substances. That was Eddie Kereji. Tickets to the festival are still available and they start from 70 euros a day, while the cost of a ticket for all four days of the festival is 179 euros. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I'm Eugen Nasta. Artistic gymnastics is the sports discipline where, throughout the years, Romanian athletes won the greatest number of medals. We recall Romanian gymnasts stepped onto the first step of the podium 25 times in Olympic competitions. They won the silver medals 20 times and bronze 26. Romanian gymnastics' most recent Olympic medals were won as part of the 2012 London Olympics. Back then, Sandra Izbasha walked away with gold in the vault event. Catalina Ponor also walked home with gold in the floor event, while the team stepped onto the third step of the podium. Notwithstanding, Romanian gymnastics has seen a downturn in recent years. The men's and women's national teams wasted the opportunity to qualify to the Rio Olympics in 2016 and to the 2020 edition of the Olympic Games in Tokyo. 2020 was also the year when the most recent notable results occurred at the European Championships held in Mersin, Turkey, but back then Europe's strongest teams did not take part in the competition. Pondis provided an explanation for Romanian gymnastics' poor run in recent years, in that the grassroots selection procedure in the case of children and juniors has seen a dramatic decrease. In a bid to stave off the phenomenon, 
Romanian women's gymnastics' most distinguished head coaches, Octavian Berlo and Mariana Bitang, initiated the program themed Our Country is in Dying of Champions. The program got the support of Romanian Gymnastics Federation. Also, it received funding from a great power supply company, therefore results were quick to appear, also at international level. Three of the gymnasts who belong to the generation that was selected and funded by the aforementioned program these days have represented Romania at the European Youth's Olympic Festival, hosted by the city of Banska Bistrica in Slovakia. They were Amalia Pufla, Amalia Giguarza and Sabrina Voina. The Romanian delegation's medal tally in Banska Bistrica was made of four medals, gold in the nation's competition, in the apparatus pieces final, in the floor and beam events, through Amalia Pufla. It was also Amalia Pufla who won silver in the all-around event. Pufla, Giguarza and Voina did not have that much time to enjoy the results in Slovakia. Their training continues intensely, as next week the European Juniors and Seniors Championships start in Munich, Germany. According to the Romanian Gymnastics Federation's webpage, the award-winning gymnasts in Banska Bistrica will compete in the Juniors events. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. And now let's listen to the hit of the day, a song called Butterflies from the band Vita de Vie. Noi del peccato e sentiamo 
Society Today Welcome everyone to Society Today. I'm Vlad Palku. In 2021, the second year of the pandemic also brought about an unusual, if not unexpected, phenomenon on the labor market a massive number of resignations. Seen as the great resignation in the USA, the phenomenon turned global, also affecting Romania. A recent survey attests to the existence of the phenomenon. Raluca Dumitra, a communication manager with an online recruiting agency, told us more. Candidates are now more willing to compromise. At the start of the year, we conducted a survey among job seekers and it turned out 21% of employees would quit their current job, even if they don't have a backup plan. It's a rather high percentage which I think should worry employers, all the more so as restrictions were lifted on March 9th. This means employers will want to get people back to work, considering workers want to remain flexible. A returning block to the workplace would also possibly prompt employees to resign. Another interesting fact is that right now candidates are extremely optimistic. Around 75% of Romanians believe they might find a job within three months. It's a high rate of optimism considering the reality on the market. Most industries and sectors are facing a significant labor shortage, which means highly qualified experts might actually find a job in less than three months right now. Raluca Dumitra. Petru Pacuraru, the director of a company that specializes in human resources, has confirmed this phenomenon, also identifying its causes. One reason would be that 2020 was a year of uncertainty. People stopped switching jobs, meaning there were less people who resigned in search of a better workplace, but the situation changed radically in 2021. 2020 will be the year with the highest job retention rate in the history of mankind, as mobility was affected. Another reason is that businesses have started moving back offline bit by bit. And then, part of the people who got used to working online will have a hard time doing their job, and for them this is a criterion when looking for a new job. And thirdly, I might add, Despite economic difficulties, we see people continue to invest in luxury goods. And one reason is that in times of crisis, people are thinking about what matters to them the most. And those who were about to compromise, thinking they would keep their job until they find something better for themselves, found themselves in a bad spot and realized the trade-off wasn't worth it, and they mastered up their courage to look for something better. Petru Pakuraru. 
At the same time, people who dare resign without any safety net have a financial and professional status above average, Petru Pacuraru told us. If we look at demographic and income indicators, we will certainly notice people over the age of 30 or 35 taking this decision, as well as those whose education and income levels are above average. However, resigning is not always followed by an immediate re-employment solution. An example are those working in highly volatile sectors who face high stress levels that can lead to burnout. The decision to stop working is not determined by finding a new job, but merely by the will to stay alive, Petru Pakuraru. Although resigning without a backup plan might seem a decision stimulated by an exaggerated sense of optimism at first, the latest developments on the labor market do justice to those who believe a new job, one that is better suited for them, will sooner or later appear. Raluca Dumitra told us more. For instance, last month we had 38,000 new jobs listed on our platform, which is tantamount to the war in Ukraine. If we look at the previous month, we will notice a 13% increase, considering this is a difficult context we're talking about, meaning people continue to switch jobs. Candidates continue to apply, and we have some 900 applications every month. Therefore, people continue to resign and are prompted by job seekers' desire to find a better job. In terms of the number of applications, they are down compared to the same period last year, but that's not a surprise, since last year came with record high numbers of applications. This time last year, the market did not favor job applicants. Last year, employers were in a position of power. Another important aspect is that 8 out of 10 Romanians for whom switching jobs was a priority have already started looking for a job. And this is also reflected in the high number of job applications we continue to receive. Raluca Dumitra Of course, there are sectors where the demand of workforce is higher, such as retail, transport, hospitality, call centers and ITNC. Therefore, the market will continue to change, Raluca Dumitra argues. We cannot compare to the wave of resignations in the United States, and I don't believe Romania will get to that point, simply because we are talking about a different culture and mentality. Yet, it is worth noting that Romanians are growing increasingly aware of the context and the fact that there are many jobs available, even in times of pandemic or war. This makes them feel more confident, even though they don't have backup plans. The high number of jobs will definitely favor the wave of resignations over the coming period. All that must be analyzed in a geopolitical context, of course, but once a ceasefire is reached, the labor market will continue its current course and will be seeing more resignations. Raluca Dumitra, wrapping up Society Today. Focus on Romania. Time now for another music break. Listen to the Motans with Cafe de Flore. Eram gata să-ți dau totul din puținul pe care îl aveam. Acum am tot ce mi-am dorit, ciudat, dar nu vreau să-ți mai ofer nimic. 
Pentru tine am fost doar un scurt metraj În care adevărul poartă machiaj Filmul meu a fost cu totul diferit Și deși sunt bun actor, nu eu n-am jucat nimic Am îndrăgit fără să vreau Muzica pe care o ascultai Sunt amintiri frumoase, dar nu le mai duc vreun dor Deși din când în când ascult cafe de flor Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rângedor Nu a rămas decât cafe de flor Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rângedor Se mai aude doar cafe de flor Șans. Trebuia să te ridici când eu te-am invitat la dans Și dacă tu ai fi făcut măcar un pas Viața noastră ar fi fost ca arta renesans Dar asta e doar o teorie Ce-ți pasă ție? De fapt ce-mi pasă mie? Te-am lăsat în trecut și acum Acum ești doar o melodie Dacă ai fi suportat Singurătatea mea dumneat Din mărul tău aș fi mușcat Ce păcat, ce păcat Nebunia ta ar fi putut să-mi fie leac Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rângedor Nu a rămas decât cafe de flor Din bar în bar, din toamnă în toamnă Pumnii mei s-au desfăcut în palme Din amintiri și rângedor Se mai aude doar cafe de flor Coming up next on Radio Romania International, visit Romania. Welcome to visit Romania. I'm your host Elena Enache. A historical monument in Romania venues a rock festival that has already become tradition. During August 19 and 20, tourists are invited to attend the rock fortress of Suceava. It is a unique opportunity to get to know a rather different historical monument erected at the end of the 14th century near the medieval city of Suceava, the residence of Moldavian rulers for almost 200 years. In time, the fortress was used for defense purposes, together with the other fortifications, during the Ottoman attacks and underwent several construction phases, says Dr. Constantin Emil Ursu, director of the National Museum of Bukovina. It was widened in the 15th century under ruler Stephen the Great in two stages. The first stage of construction works was conducted before 1476 and the other stage after this date, when the fortress took the size and shape we see today. 
More precisely, Stephen the Great built the Outer Worlds, which he doubled after 1476. Later, other rulers would make various repairing works and additions. The fortress remained the most important building during the period when the capital of Moldova was in Suchava. Medieval household objects such as those of terracotta elegantly combine local decorative motifs with Central European ones. Also, the multimedia systems with a medieval historical theme and the video projections with topics related to the history of the fortress are worth seeing. Konstantin Emil Ursu from 2010 to 2015, following a restoration project financed from European funds, the citadel changed its face. Walls were rebuilt, certain rooms were reconstructed. A fire generated changes in the geological structure of the slope on which the fortress is erected, and there had been landslides until the year 2010. At the moment, the citadel is restored and consolidated, and starting 2016, the first permanent exhibition was opened in a number of rooms with themes of great interest for the public. The exhibition is interactive and mixes many contemporary technical innovations. That was Konstantin Emil Ursu. The fortress offers many surprises to visitors. For example, the evening starts with a light and sound show. Constantin Emil Ursu, the director of the National Museum of Bukovina. From what we know, the impressions of visitors are always positive. The opening of the permanent exhibition in an unconventional space introduced Romanian and foreign visitors to the historical environment and offered them details about the Moldavian Middle Ages. We have materials in various international languages and an audio guide that can be downloaded to the mobile phone. The information can be used later as long as it is stored in the device. And that was Visit Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello and welcome to our traditional music feature. I am Kalin Kotsoyu. Today we travel to the west of the country, to Banat, to meet a great interpreter of local music, Anna Pakatiush. She was born on August 2, 1939, and went to school first in her native village. It soon became obvious that she should have a music career, so she went to music high school. She had brilliant teachers in all disciplines, and she also studied classical piano and canto. Here she is with a famous song from her area. Thank you. 
After graduating high school in 1959, Anna Pagatyush decided she wanted to pursue traditional music exclusively. So she went back home to collect traditional music from the surrounding villages. She then joined the traditional music ensemble as a soloist, a great achievement at the time. Here she is now with yet another big hit of hers. Once she went professional, she had the opportunity to sing along with some of the most famous and prestigious traditional music singers, such as Maria Tanase. Here she is again with one of her beautiful songs. (laughs) 
ce vremea la fereastră la 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 trece o zi din viața noastră la 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 ba ce vremea la fereastră la 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 trece o zi din viața noastră la 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 trece o zi trec două trei la 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 și două trec toți anii mei la 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 Since she studied classical music in high school, once she moved to the metropolis of Timisoara in 1973, she joined the state opera choir of that city, one of the most prestigious in the country. However, she kept singing traditional music, also joining the Banat Ensemble, which toured a large number of countries, including China and many Western countries. That same year, she started teaching canto at the Timisoara School of the Arts. We are getting close to the end of this presentation, so here she is with another village song about farming. Ce cum nu știi, cât e mea greu a dorit, tra 
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to Happening in Romania. I am Kalin Kotsoyu. As you know, Romania elected in 2014 its fourth president in a quarter of a century, Klaus Johannes. You may have wondered why the president of Romania has a German name. It would be easy for someone not familiar with Romanian history to underestimate the significance of such an event. In Romania's evolution since the fall of communism in 1989, the sequence of presidents is quite interesting to consider. The first post-communist president, Ion Iliescu, was a former minor communist official, or rather, medium, who, as the pro-Western part of civil society feared, forestalled as much as possible the process of Romania's integration to the Europe west of it. Hopes ran high when, in 1996, Romanians elected a second president, Emil Constantinescu, affiliated with the parties representing that portion of society. But that proved a rather moot option, since the resistance put up by the party supporting the former president prevented the significant reform and modernization of the state, failing to bring it in line with European Union standards. When the president's term ran out, he left behind a country in confusion and aimless, with poor prospects of joining the ranks of advanced countries with strong constitutional democracies. Corruption was still rampant, and the economy was a mess of insecurity, with the state bureaucracy in the grip of a loose clique of politicians and business people whose sole aim seemed to be getting rich off the taxpayers. Then the third president was elected, Trajan Bosescu, who was atypical of either of the two sides that had vied for power until then. 
he formed his own party a few years after the elections, a party on whose behalf he won the mayor's seat of the capital, Bucharest, which became the trampoline that propelled him to the presidency. In his ten years as head of state, he governed over Romania's integration into NATO and then the European Union, setting the country on an irreversible trajectory to the West, a reason for which now Romania has a clear stance in the worrying conflict that threatens to shatter Eastern Europe. And now the country has a president whose most striking qualities are the fact that he is a maverick, a newcomer to the politics of the capital Bucharest, and the fact that he is ethnic German. Both those qualities are easily underestimated were one not closely acquainted with Romanian politics. Of the two, we will be focusing today on the second, though listeners may wonder what significance the ethnic origin of a head of state could bear in a constitutional democracy. The answer is that Romania, though quite modern compared to its communist past, is still a country very much influenced by the fierce nationalism cultivated by the state during the reign of the dictator Ceausescu. As such, it has been drummed into the heads of the older generations to be suspicious of foreigners, though they may be citizens of the country coming from a long-standing minority, one with centuries of history in this country. One such minority is the one that the president belongs to, the Transylvanian Saxons. They have a long history, and their achievements were many. In fact, it may be said that they were the builders of the first cities on what is now Romanian territory. During the Middle Ages, around the turn of the first millennium, the Kingdom of Hungary was formed with the province of Transylvania as its eastern part. As waves of migratory people threatened the still young kingdom, in the 12th century AD, the Hungarian king called upon Germans to settle in key areas to defend the crown, granting them what were lavish privileges in exchange for their highly prized skills as city builders, craftsmen, traders, and warriors. Such was their success that, to this day, the German name of Transylvania is Siebenburgen, the seven cities. One of them is the city of Sibiu, the one where the current president was mayor before he was elected. See a pattern there? In any case, the cities were granted autonomy, and were self-ruled through the ubiquitous system of guilds. On a lighter note, Transylvanian Saxons may be said to be at the root of the myth of Dracula. In the 15th century, when the southern part of Romania was the Kingdom of Wallachia, ruled by Vladimir Baylor, a.k.a. Dracula, the Germans, for uncertain reasons and with the help of the newly invented printing press, started circulating stories of the monstrous cruelty of the Romanian prince, which may have been the inspiration for Bram Stoker's novel. But let's get back to history. After the Hungarian kingdom was defeated at the Battle of Mohacs in 1526, Transylvania fell under Ottoman domination. 
which, after the Ottomans were pushed back south of the Danube, was replaced by Austrian, then Austro-Hungarian domination. The German community thrived under the rule of their Austrian brethren and had privileged status under the law, unlike their Romanian countrymen who held lower status. Even though the rulers of Transylvania, both Austrian and Hungarian, were mainly Catholic, while the Saxons adopted Protestantism, their German origin ensured an advantageous social standing. Such was the reputation that Germans held among Romanians that when the first ruler of the United Principalities was deposed, the young Romanian state chose to bring in a German nobleman as a ruler, Prince Karl of Hohenzollern-Sigmaringen. He was declared king in 1881, turning the country into a constitutional monarchy. In 1878, he secured Romanian independence from the Ottomans as a result of the Russo-Turkish War, which ended that year, and managed to maintain, for the most part, independence from the victorious Russian Empire. He declared his family Romanian, and his successors adapted the Christian Orthodox faith of most of his subjects. In spite of being German, and in spite of having a secret treaty with the Central Powers, the King of Romania joined forces with the Allies in World War I, a bold move that secured the creation of Greater Romania. The last King of Romania, Mihai I, was the last living monarch of World War II, and was one of the most respected figures in the country, even though he did not live in the country after he was deposed by the Soviet takeover in 1947. We hope that this brief foray into history explains better why the election of an ethnic German as head of state bore special significance. As if to confirm the expectations of the voters who put him in office, Romania witnessed an unprecedented campaign against corruption at all levels, breathing renewed hope for the future. This has been Happening in Romania. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You are invited to listen to a famous traditional song 
performed by Lia Lungu and entitled How Proud This Girl Is. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15.320 and 17.670 kHz. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>